This is Board Games, a reading series about extremely boring games. One short, yet tedious episode after the other. My name is Sarah. Episode 2. Introduction. Boredom as a phenomenon of experience in the context of games is the main focus of this thesis. The thesis took its departure from my curiosity about how games relate to boredom as objects of entertainment. I sometimes, for example, think of games as a symptom of boredom and a means to eradicate it, without knowing exactly how. I wondered how the ontology of boredom relates to that of games, and if the two are as interconnected as I thought them to be. The more I wondered about boring games, the more I realized that I had a hard time explaining why games are to be boring. A large part of this study is dedicated to this. I wanted to dig into boredom as an experience I had with games and an experience I thought of as somewhat painful. Painful boredom, however, is shown by this thesis to be as complex as games if one wishes to do formal description. In the context of boring games, this thesis concentrates its analysis on abusive games. Abusive games, a relatively new term, are, according to Wilson and Sicard, games that purposefully abuse the player. Abusive games are used as a means to narrow down the scope of the analysis because some abusive games are seen as boring in the way that serves the thesis well in doing phenomenological inquiry in boredom and games. The thesis concentrates its analysis on abusive games before taking what has been learned to broaden up a discussion on the ontology of games. The phenomenon, boredom, is throughout the entire thesis used as a means of communication or rhetoric of experience. This thesis is carried on a hypothesis that game theory and analysis could benefit from understanding how playing games could be boring experiences and will be put forward the case that play-related boredom is relevant in research. The thesis first lays out inconsistencies in definitions on boredom and presents theories on what the experience of boredom consists of in an extensive presentation of the state-of-the-art on boredom-related theories. This is done with special regards to theories by Tuhi, Fisher, Pekron et al., Martin et al., Goetz et al., Kuhn, Goodstein, Svensson, Slaby, Vodanovich et al., Sparks, Barbalay, Dalpetza, Small, and Peace. It deals with boredom associated with absences, anti-motivation, constraints, control, predictability, lack of novelty, and lack of meaning. It also explains a division between situational and existential boredom. A challenge in finding the direct causation of boredom is explained, as the thesis argues for further studies in boredom. The thesis zooms in on how boredom is related to games and finds that games are ontologically connected to boredom. This is done by looking at game design material by, for example, Salen and Zimmerman, reviews of games, theories such as Hussein Ra's Homolutens from 1938, as well as modern phenomenology on immersion by Kayeha, statements on boredom 
motivating people to play by, for example, Dumas, and writings on games as remedies for boredom by, for example, Bonus. The thesis looks into paradigms in contemporary science as it continues to place itself among the constructionists, for example, Gutstein, and how it takes into account uh, historical contexts of not only boredom, but games and abusive games in particular. In constructionist epistemology and philosophy, it turns to Heidegger, who in lectures from 1929 to 30 did a series of lectures on the phenomenology of boredom, mapping out three aspects of boredom ranging in profoundness, situated, existential, and profound boredom. Using Heideggerian boredom as a framework for formal analysis, the thesis attempts to apply all three aspects to three cases of abusive games, Dark Souls, Desert Bus, and Let's Play Ancient Greek Punishments. The games are chosen for their respective boringness, abusiveness, and specific features that are of interest in comparative analysis. The games are considered first as the two first aspects of Heideggerian boredom, situated and existential, and the framework is observed for both its benefits and disadvantages in use. Ontological paradoxes are considered and discussed as definitions of games by, for example, Kaluar, contradicts the chosen phenomenology of boredom. It turns to Möhring, who writes about the phenomenology, existential philosophy of freedom in games, and who has inspired the style of which the entire paper has been written. Möhring also concerns himself with boredom briefly, and his writings are used to back up the argument that games are difficult to explain in terms of freedom and, in relation to that, boredom as well. Finally, an analysis, Heidegger's third aspects of boredom, profound boredom, is considered specifically in terms of the abusive elements in abusive games. The thesis stands out from the writings on abusive game design intentions by Wilson and Sicard, because it, in the analysis of abuse as profound boredom, seeks to explain the experience of abusive games. Profound boredom is deemed similar to the theories on critical abusive games. This is backed up by considering the source theory on critical design by Dunn that Wilson and Sicard are using. Misek, who analyzed a series of boring movies in terms of profound boredom, is used to draw a parallel between existential experiences in boredom and the critical ideals behind abusive games. Finally, the thesis dwells in introspective consideration of scholarly language by Arset. It considers the importance of clarity in language and further research on boredom in relation to games. The thesis is motivated by a curiosity about boredom as a silent emotion that might not get much attention despite its great impact. The subject is relevant firstly because boredom is an emotion known to most people today, and there is reason to believe that people are getting increasingly bored despite the great amount of opportunities to eradicate boredom. This thesis is an attempt to put into words a mere fragment of modern boredom and what happens when facing the void in play. I am personally bored with most games, except the boring ones. Boring games are both thrilling and worth my precious time, unlike many other games that fail to keep me interested for more than short amounts of 
said precious time. It might be because I have a background in design and find great interest in seeing what happens once a designer fails, purposefully or not, in entertaining in an immediate way. Games that behave differently from what is successful and entertaining are interesting because they make me aware of what a game can be other than what it already is. I might also add that intentionally boring games are simply new to me. They are not predictably pleasurable. They rise as a tedious tower over a homogeneous sea of flow-inducing systems. Being aware of boredom is what has made me consider the nuances of whatever is hiding in between being bored and not being bored. Being bored is, in my opinion, the emptiness that opened my eyes to what sometimes, finally, is there.